Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Hockert. Greg, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing solid, recovering from some allergies, as I think you are as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm we're going, kind of in the struggle bus over here. I'm going through it right now. I'm I'm feeling it. So I apologize if my voice sounds a little weird tonight, but we 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 got to push on through. Um, so we're this is we're recording this at eight o'clock at night on February 9th. Uh, we just had a kind of a crazy day in sports. I know we're not a we're not an NBA podcast, but today was the NBA trade deadline. It was a lot of wild things that happened there but greg we had some news drop about 45 minutes ago that ou and texas are going to leave a year early and they're going to pay the big 12 100 million dollars what's your give me your thoughts on that it's crazy because just about a week and a half ago there was a report that came out that said they uh that um what's it called negotiations had stalled and so i i i think we didn't bring that up because we both kind of took it with a grain of salt. As in, okay, yeah, they stalled, but who's to say like it's not going to get brought back up again? Because it's been a well-known, it, it's been very well-known that OU and Texas want to leave at the end of the um, twenty at the end of this upcoming uh, academic slash sports season. Uh, so at the end of what would that be? Summer of twenty-four, I believe, is yes. when they will be leaving. So, which is a year early than the contract that they signed years ago um, goes to. So, I don't know. I'm uh, shocked, honestly, at the level of uh, like buyout. Like $100 million to get out one year early is insane to me. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, everyone who is staying in the Big 12 is like, make them pay. 150 million dollars because that's originally what it was but when you really think about it a hundred million dollars for a year is is kind of crazy it's the big 12 would get nothing if they had just waited now i know that there's there's there are other parties involved the, the two schools not to say that that they aren't doing well for themselves on up from a financial standpoint but you can, no no there's i don't think any school in the country that could just afford a 50 million dollar buyout just like that. Um, it, it, at least there aren't very many. Uh, Texas maybe could with the Longhorn Network, but I don't. I don't think OU would, would be in a position to do to do so as well. So the uh, ESPN and Fox for sure are. I don't know the inner workings of the deal, but they are definitely uh, have played a huge role in getting OU and Texas over to the SEC early. And you'd have to think that. There has to be some sort of thought of from OU and Texas' standpoint. It's almost like um, it's almost like an investment. You you know you pay fifty million to, to get out of year early, and I, I guess you hope that that first year you're generating revenue. It's not going to be fifty million, but I mean it's going to be more than you're earning in the Big Twelve. So yeah, long term return on your investments it's going to be higher than that fifty million, but still that's a but they're they, but they'd be getting that regardless. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. The Big Twelve, the Big Twelve. I mean, in a sense, I mean they, they didn't owe them anything if they had just stayed two more years, and and so to to leave a year early instead of getting nothing, the Big Twelve gets a hundred million, and 
I'm assuming that should be distributed to the schools probably pretty evenly after, yeah. after taxes and all that stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd assume so as well. But yeah, so, Nice little paycheck. Yeah, so kind of unexpected, I mean, or expected, depending on who you are. I think unexpected, the timing's very... The timing on this stuff is always very interesting. Like, when they first, when the news first broke that they were going to the SEC, it was just in the middle of the summer, just nothing going on, and then all of a sudden, just a bombshell. And and this is a little bit different. We're in the middle of basketball season, baseball and softball are about to start back up, but just kind of came out of nowhere. And um, honestly, I'm, I'm glad. Like, if you want my honest opinion, I'm, I'm glad to actually know what is going to happen. And rather than to be in the unknown of, I think we beat around the bush in other episodes of saying, well, you know, like when we talked about the schedule drop and I was like, well, I'm looking forward to Bedlam because, well, it might be the last Bedlam. Well, it's definitely the last Bedlam in Stillwater, but you, you just don't know. And so now we know. And, and I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have some certain certainty on that, but we'll have to. Especially going into the football season too. Cause now, you know, like all those schools that oh, have yeah. OU in Texas, it's like, all right, this is it. This, yeah. is, this is last time, you know. Yeah, it's a good point. I didn't think about that, but we would be we would be remiss if we didn't mention that. But we have, I feel like more important subjects on. I here. would agree. I would agree. We're a basketball podcast now. Truth be told, yes, so. we are. Well, currently we're a basketball podcast. That'll change. It'll ebb and flow in the future. But here we are, uh, Greg. So. We have a, quite a few games to cover today, so we missed the three games from, I guess, a week and a half ago now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, we got we got a lot of games to cover, but let's let yeah, let's just jump right into that. Well, so actually, we, we can kind of briefly go over those three games, but yeah, were you going to talk about our record? I was going to talk about our record. Good. So, at one point in the season, we were both pretty. We were hovering around hovering around five hundred, Greg. Greg's had a, a slight edge on me throughout the entire season, and that continues. He he holds strong with a three game lead. Greg is thirty four and seventeen, so he is actually uh, doubled up on five hundred at this point. Uh, I am thirty one and twenty, still doing pretty good, but obviously lacking a little bit behind Greg. Hopefully, we'll make that up this week. I'm not sure if we've picked enough games differently, but we'll have to see what happens. We'll see. I think some of our picks will will uh, be surprising. So. Yeah. Yep. So. In the three games that we missed last week, we had one, or excuse me, we had two Tuesday games and one Wednesday game. So on Tuesday of last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, uh, Kansas beat Kansas State by 12, TCU beats West Virginia by 4, and Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma by 10. Which which one of those, t- Greg, uh, was the most impressive win? I would definitely say at the time... Um... Because I'm not look, looking at it from now, uh, and we'll get to this. OU's been struggling. Uh, but I would say at at the time, on Wednesday, Oklahoma State's win over OU was the most impressive win. Uh, OU had just come off of beating the number two team in the country by 25. And so everyone was kind of like, well, you know, OU, that, that's going to be the win that kind of gets them kick-started and, and helps push them into the tournament, uh, helps them get going in Big 12 play. And Oklahoma State... Went on the road in Norman. We mentioned this on the pod last week. Free tickets, so it was it was not. I don't. You can't call it sold out because they didn't sell anything. But over capacity. We yeah we were we were in attendance. We, we had to kick some people out of yeah, our seats. Was, unfortunately, we felt bad about that. But we had bought tickets. We wanted to make sure we had our seats, so we we did have to kick some people out. 
But but the point being, they had like thirteen thousand people there and it was it was capacity it arena. was standing room only. So I mean that type of environment coming off of beating the number two team in the country rivalry game, um, and OSU came in and, and thoroughly dominated from start to finish, and the final score of 71-61, I believe, uh, winning margin only by ten uh, doesn't really even paint the picture. It was a fifteen to twenty point game most of most of the way. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Is would that be your answer as well? No, I, it wouldn't. Like it was, it was a lot of fun to be there. Um, a lot of. OU fans left with about 10 minutes left in the second half. <laughs> yeah. That was that was wild for me to see. I've never seen anything like that. Um, but I do have to say, I think the the uh, Kansas win over Kansas State was probably probably the most or the best win. Uh, Kansas basically controlled the game the entire time. Uh, they were at home, obviously, so Allen Field Fieldhouse definitely has that that home court advantage. But you lose to your in-state rival by two in overtime. Well, like a week or two before that. Right? Yeah, it wasn't yep. that long. And then to come out and lead by twelve at halftime, basically continue that lead throughout the game. I think that that was just a solid, dominant performance, which. Honestly, Kansas didn't carry into their next couple of games, but well, they scored ninety points. Yeah, they, which is a lot for they, a college basketball game. They got up for this game. That that is for sure. I'm sure Coach Bill Self had had them had them ready to go. But uh, Greg, let's let's go ahead and get back on track now with our with our games from this most previous week. What what do we have? So let's see. We've got Oklahoma State uh, is on a winning streak to beat TCU seventy nine to seventy three. So. In this game, uh, both Mike Miles and Eddie Lampkin for TCU were injured. And then for Oklahoma State, Avery Anderson was also out, who um, it was later announced that he will be out for the year. He went, uh, had wrist surgery. So uh, definitely not good for Oklahoma State, but they were able to uh, beat TCU without Avery Anderson. And uh, TCU is for sure struggling a little bit without Mike Miles. Yeah. I mean, they are struggling, but they also managed to put up some seventy three points. So it's still they, they yeah they I, and I mean Oklahoma State had opened up uh, close to a twenty point lead and TCU brought it all the way back and they were they even took the lead at one point by uh, I think one or two points and Oklahoma State held on but uh, it was great effort by TCU on the road without two of their better players definitely their star player Eddie Lampkin their starting center um, but Oklahoma State was able to pull through. Yep, and then Iowa State beat Kansas by 15. Kind of like what I just mentioned, that Kansas couldn't keep that that win streak alive. But yeah, I'd say if we're talking most impressive from Saturday, that'd be, that'd be my answer. Yes. That was a great win. Yes, but I think this is something we we need to mention. Iowa State is undefeated at home. They are 12-0 and at home. And what's their record on the road? Two and two and six. Two and six. They are two and six on the road. So. That is throughout the year. So if they lost any, I don't remember if they lost any non-conference games, but I'm sure because yeah, that 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 is including non-conference. But twelve and zero at home is. I mean, we talk about a home court advantage, and truly every Big Twelve school has a pretty good home court advantage for the most part on most uh, most years, most nights. Yep. Um, but Iowa State is the only Big 12 school to be undefeated at home this year. Yep. Which it's is incredible. Really impressive. And then Baylor beats Tech by 27. I mean, the best, one of the better teams, one of the best teams in the Big 12 playing the worst team in the Big 12. You don't always get an outcome like that necessarily, but it's kind of 
kind of what you should expect for, if yeah. you're Baylor. And they got their. I am forgetting his name because also it is he's. Um, I I would never be able to pronounce his name, but they got their Jonathan um, Chamwa Chachua. Wow. Okay, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank he, you. Thank he you. came back from injury this game and uh, will be key um going going down the road the yeah. rest of the season and yep. into the postseason. Solid veteran player. Help some of those some of those true freshmen out uh, throughout the game, but yeah, that was that was a good performance by Baylor, and then Texas beats Kansas State by three points, sixty nine to sixty six. This is more impressive too because it this was in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, Kansas State's been r- really, really, really good at home this entire season. So Texas pulling that off that's 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 a pretty solid win there. Yeah, that would probably be. That's up there with Iowa State's win over Kansas is probably most impressive of the week. Uh, I know you had picked that one. Uh, that was one that you got over me. I honestly didn't even look twice at it. Two top teams in the Big Twelve. Picking you the sh- home team. Yeah, I'm picking the home team. I mean, yeah. and the and the and the records show that uh, the teams home and away records show that. I think only uh, only two teams in the conference have a uh, road record of above 500, and one of them actually is Texas, and the other one would be Kansas. And they're just one game over 500. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, if it's after Saturday, that might not hold true anymore. <laughs> but uh, that was an impressive win from Texas. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then West Virginia beat OU by uh, 32. This is, this is... Yeah, what happened? Basketball is confusing. What happened? I mean, I... I don't, I don't, I don't understand this one. I, I think... <laughs> I think West Virginia. What West Virginia has been rolling as of late. They they are on uh, a win streak of their own. Um, I I don't know how many out of the last you know five or they're, six well, that they've gotten, but they're they're on a two game win streak currently because they lost to TCU. They're on a two game win streak, but they've also probably, they started off like zero and five, probably or like one and four in Big Twelve play, six, six of the last seven or something like that. Anyway, so uh, they've been on a roll as of late, and and OU went from. OU went from just being firmly, just kind of firmly in the in the midst of the bubble to not even really being considered anymore, um, and and we'll get to that in a bit. But so those were the games from Saturday. Uh, so on to the games from this uh, from this past week. So uh, on Big Monday, Kansas beat Texas eighty eight to eighty. I believe that one was in uh, Allen Fieldhouse. So yeah, yeah. it's. Kind of like what you're saying. Two of the top teams in the Big Twelve going at it. Got just honestly should take the home team. Uh, Kansas State beat TCU by 21, 82 to excuse me, eighty two to sixty one. Yeah, TCU is TCU is struggling a little bit. Yeah, I think they're just praying Mike Miles comes back as soon as possible. There's still no official return date. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he's still. Out for uh, their upcoming game on Saturday, um, and then and then going from there, uh, we'll see. I, I know they're hopeful, but I mean, they're currently they're currently falling. I mean, they they're on a, a a slight losing streak as well, so they need him back as quick as possible. Um, and then Oklahoma State beats Texas Tech seventy one to sixty eight. Uh, this one was. Uh, a really good game, in all honesty. A very, well, a close game. There were uh, a lot of turnovers. Uh, it was ugly basketball. But uh, Oklahoma State um, 
win on multiple spurts. And, and again, I, I think this has been a common theme on this episode, but they were up by a 12, 13 at one point. Double and, digits for and, sure. And blew that lead. Uh, Tech came all the way back and tied it, 68-68. Uh, and then John Michael Wright with the tip in, uh, more or less at the buzzer, about half a second left on the clock. Um, it was an and one tip in. So it was a good win for OSU in the sense that they, you know, at home against, uh, not saying that Texas Tech is, is bad from a national perspective, but last last place team in the Big 12, you have to have that win. And they made it a little bit closer than I'm sure they would have liked, but they they were able to pull, pull out, pull through. Yep. And then we have West Virginia beating Iowa State by uh, five there. So that would be West Virginia 76, Iowa State 71. So kind of like what we're talking about, West Virginia West Virginia's on a roll. Iowa State's not as good on the road. It's just like you could kind of follow trends throughout the season. Yeah, I think that's how I've been picking these games. Honestly, is I'm picking them on trends, not really um uh not really like a fundamental breakdown of each one, but uh yeah, Iowa State had 31 fouls in this game. Um 30 personal fouls and one technical. <laughs> so, uh there's got to be some sort of record. Yeah, um, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's Iowa State plays very physical defense, and so that doesn't necessarily always bode well on the road when you know officials could be more inclined, not saying that there's an inherent bias, but more inclined to call fouls um, or not call fouls on the um, home team. Uh, and then, you know, they'll get, they'll get booed if uh, the crowd thinks they missed one here and there. And I think uh, Iowa State, kind of feels that when they are on the road um, with how physical of defense they play. Yep, yep. And then Baylor beat OU by 10. Once again, trends, kind of what you expect. And and at this point, OU is on a three-game losing streak. After, They're kind of on a tumble down. Yeah, after beating Alabama. And they, they have kind of worked themselves out of uh, tournament consideration. They have a lot of work to do now. So. Yep, yep. Uh, so... Before we get to a, a fun little new segment here that we're going to start this week. I know we started it last week, but we're making it official. We have some new music for you guys, so we're really excited to start that. But before we get to that, I just want to roll through the top 25 teams in the Big 12. I know it's getting less and less important the closer and closer we get to uh, the Big 12 Conference Championship or Big 12 Tournament, as well as uh, March Madness, but I still feel like we should... We should give our best teams some some love here. So Texas is at five. Uh, we have Kansas at nine. Iowa State at eleven. Kansas State at twelve. Baylor at fourteen. TCU at seventeen. And that rounds out uh, the Big Twelve in the top twenty-five. I'll, although I'll I'll give some flowers to our uh, to our new members. We got a well, basically we just have Houston at two. That's I mean that's <laughs> oh really good. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's it's. So like what you like to see from your from your best teams in the Big 12 but also in your in your new conference teams as well. I think it's also worth mentioning that uh, and we had mentioned this a couple weeks ago but there's a firm uh, gap between 1 through 6 in the Big 12 and 7 through 10. It was just kind of one, 1 through 6 was jumbled, uh, very similar records, all ranked in the top 15 in the country. Um, well, since TCU uh, has had their star Mike Miles out and they've been sliding a little bit, Oklahoma State has won six out of their last seven games. Uh, there is no longer that gap. Oklahoma State and TCU are now tied for sixth in the Big 12. Uh, and Oklahoma State 
uh, since they beat TCU, technically at the current moment holds that tiebreaker. So really a shakeup in the Big 12 standings for the first time and, since conference play started. And even though West Virginia is technically in the, uh, what would that be, the eight spot, there, there there's a, a little buffer there between, I guess, the top seven teams now. Then there's West Virginia. And then there's OU and Tech. Who, oh, we'll get we'll get to that. Who have uh, three conference wins combined? We'll, so we will we will get to that. But everybody, welcome to Bracketology with Greg. So, Greg, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your science on bracketology? We're an eight, we're an eight big league, eight bid league. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that gap that you just mentioned like thirty seconds ago from West Virginia to to Tech and OU that is uh, another that is another gap that has that has developed and is now showing in Joe Lonardi's bracketology. Uh, so we just go ahead and go through um, the projected. Uh, seeds as of today. Uh, so like Tanner said, February 9th. So this is before, after all of the week games, uh, weekday games, but before Saturday's games. Uh, so the two top teams in the Big 12, Texas and Kansas, both are currently sitting as two seeds. Texas is the higher two seed in that mix. I think they're competing for a one seed right now, uh, which would be insane. Uh, Baylor, Iowa State, and Kansas State are all three seeds. So half the league is a top three seed that's, in, that's, in March Madness. That's crazy. Uh, and then TCU has, uh, like we mentioned, they they slid a little bit, but they're still sitting at a five seed. So still a very good spot. Um, we will get to this when the brackets are out, and, and then we can really honestly just make this segment a whole show. Um <laughs> But uh, if you're TCU, you kind of want to maybe get back up to that four seed because the dreaded five versus 12 matchup is uh, infamous um, for upsets. And then rounding out uh, the Big 12, West Virginia uh, is currently sitting in a 10 seed with their win streak. They've played themselves from being in the bubble to being firmly locked in. They are no longer considered a bubble team. And Oklahoma State has gone from, I believe, when the, la- the last time we talked about it, they were in uh, last four out or, or next to last four out. And they, after winning three games since we've last recorded, have uh, they've worked themselves up to an 11 seed. They are considered the in the last four buys, which is where West Virginia was uh, on the last episode. So Oklahoma, for Oklahoma State, that's really good because you, you, you want to make the tournament. Um, but you also want to put yourself in a in the best position possible and avoiding playing that Tuesday Wednesday game that like plan that Tanner was talking about last uh, last week would be nice. And currently, um, with the projected standings as they sit right now, uh, Oklahoma State is um, has made it past that mark. So OU also to mention um, is now on the outside looking in. They were we had talked about them as being um, I think they were the last team out the last time we recorded and now they are uh, no longer really being considered in the bubble. So they would have to go on a pretty serious winning streak to be back in um, contention for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was bracketology with Greg. You want to give your thoughts on that? I, I just, I just went off for like three or four minutes, but. And that's why it's called bracketology with Greg. Cause Greg <laughs> can go off. Um, nothing, nothing really. 
my my main thing is of the four so each uh seed has four teams so there's like four number one seeds four two seeds like four regions yeah there's the fact that the big 12 has three three seeds is kind of crazy to me but uh and my my only other thing is that tcu being a five seed is scary you just you just the five twelve matchup is more commonly upset than basically any other upset. So, yep, yep. there's at least one or two every year. Yeah, it's not it's not the place you want to be in unless you're a twelve seed. Then you're like, then you're really excited. Oh yeah, but I don't really I don't really see any Big Twelve team being a twelve a twelve seed. So the twelve to sixteen seeds, as far as I know, they are all reserved for. Conference champions of mid majors of mid majors. So basically, the last, the final at large bid you can get, like as a Big Twelve team. So this is to West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and OU if they can go on a winning streak would be an eleven seed. Uh, that's that's the lowest at large bid you can get. Um, so if you're a twelve seed, or if you're a five seed and you're playing a twelve, you're playing one of the best mid majors that uh, was not. Um, like ranked, so not like your Gonzaga or anything like that, but like um, I'm trying to think of one from previous, like a North Dakota State. There you go. So someone that's real solid, fundamental team. I'm sure you're going to have a kick with that. Oh, whenever yeah. it comes around, discipline <laughs> and fundamentals. That's what I'm all about, baby. Well, twelve seeds are for you then. So yes, they are. All right. Well, so we've covered bracketology. We've covered the ranked teams. We've covered the previous games. Let's. Try to predict the future, Greg. Obviously, we're good at it, but we're not perfect. But let's let's hey, we're getting better. Let's go for perfection this week. What do you say? Well, one of us maybe, but we've got some different picks here, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. So first on Saturday, February eleventh, we've got Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Greg, who you got there? Iowa State's undefeated at home. I'm not picking against that. I'll take Iowa State. Um. I'm I'm gonna go against you on that one. One's obviously partially emotional. Two, uh, I think that OSU going on, what, what did we say? Six of their last seven. I think that they're gonna. They see what they need to do. They see what they've done recently, and they're they're pushing. And I mean, honestly, this is what you, if you're a fan of any Big Twelve team, like this is what you love to see in February. Your teams are starting to play better. That. They're ramping up. You want to be playing your best basketball in February and March because yeah. that's when it matters. Like yeah. you could, you can play horrible basketball in November and still. Be and Oklahoma fine. State did not play well in November. Exactly. So like you, you can still be fine by the end of the year. Uh, honestly, kind of like West Virginia as well. Yeah. Um, then we got West Virginia at Texas, Greg. Texas. Texas as well. I think, although West Virginia's been playing very well, I looked it up. There are four of their last five they've won. Gotcha. Um, okay. But. Texas is just really kind of – they are uh, – we didn't mention this when we covered Big 12 standings, but Texas is uh, – at a at, they are firm first place. They so are sitting alone. They are sitting alone up there. That's the first time we've really had a um, a sole leader in it, – it's just been a jumble this whole time. Now they're only up by one game, but still uh, significant. Yep. And then we got Kansas at Oklahoma. You know, I'd love – I'd love it for OU if they were able to kind of turn things around. I just don't see it happening. I think, like you just mentioned about West Virginia and Oklahoma State, trying to they're playing their best basketball now in the months of February and hopefully going into March as well. Uh, OU's doing the opposite. 
Um, they they are playing um, not at the level I think that they would like to be, and because of that, I'm going to take Kansas. I'm also going to take Kansas for all the reasons you just said. I don't want to bore our listeners by repeating what you just said. But uh, then we have Baylor versus TCU. This is going to be a pretty good game. You would like to see Mike Miles back for TCU, and then this then this would be a really, really good game. But still, it's a good game. Greg, who you got? It's at TCU, and I'm going to go against my trend of just, just basically going chalk, picking home teams. I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, they have a lot of momentum right now. I think even though they're not at the top of the Big 12 standings, they might be top to bottom, one of, if not one of, if not the strongest teams in the conference. Uh, so I, I will take Baylor to win at TCU. Also, no idea. I think it's doubtful that Mike Miles plays. So that that also plays a factor in my pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> I don't agree with you. I am going to roll with uh, TCU on this one. I know that they got blown out in their last game. Uh, where is it at? Right there. They got blown out by Kansas State. Do you know, was that was that in Manhattan? That yep. was in Manhattan. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're at home. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be just fine. They need one. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take TCU on this one. Greg, uh, Kansas State versus Texas Tech. This one is in Lubbock. I'm gonna take Kansas State. Um, they don't play as well uh, away from Manhattan, but Texas Tech is struggling. They can't seem to get anything to go their way. I'm gonna take Kansas State. I'm gonna go with Texas Tech on this one. Obviously, home team as I've been picking recently. Uh, but tech needs a win. Even if it, even if they're, I'm like ninety nine percent sure they're not getting into the tournament. If they just want to like go out there and play ball, have fun. They got nothing to lose at this point. Just go ruin somebody else's day. And I think that's what they're gonna do against Texas when they play them. On oh, really? Monday? Yeah. Texas versus Texas Tech. I'm gonna take Texas Tech. I will. This is gonna be fun. That I. This is kind of turned into a. I mean. It has not, it's been a rivalry, but basketball wise, it has gotten a lot more competitive. Now, Texas Tech is obviously struggling this year, but I think that uh, they need something to go their way. They need a win. They need some momentum for the program. They get their arch rival at home. I don't really think that Texas is going to want to play in that environment, even though they uh, just won at Kansas State. I'm going to take Texas Tech. And I think they are going to want to play in that environment. Um, I think that that environment will be good for them to start to gear up for eventually the Big 12 championship. Uh, March Madness, like they're going to they're gonna need tough road games like this to get themselves ready to go. So I'm going to go with Texas. Then we have West Virginia at Baylor. I'm going to go with Baylor on this one. I think that one's pretty easy. I'll take Baylor as well. I wouldn't say it's easy, but I'd say, uh, I'm telling you, that Baylor, I, until I see differently, I, Baylor is my, like, in my mind, Baylor is a favorite in the Big 12 right now. That's, Whoa. Yeah, I know that might be a hot take, but I, I have, until I see otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Baylor. With the addition of uh, Jonathan Chamua Chachua. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. You're doing a great job, though. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Then we have Kansas at Oklahoma State. Greg? 
I think Oklahoma State can pull this one out. Uh, it's in Stillwater, and they they took Kansas to the wire. Uh, first conference game of the year. Um, they were up in that game by 15 as well. Again, trend, trend with Oklahoma State. But um, I, I think they could pull this one out. Uh, they'll they'll need to, uh, being uh, still firmly kind of on that on that bubble. They uh, don't have a easy schedule because no, no team in the Big 12 does. But you've got to protect home court, especially when you are uh, – a West Virginia and Oklahoma State, and you're you're trying to fight your way into the tournament. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State. They need that one. I'm going to take Oklahoma State as well. I think you've you've seen one. You've seen what what any really any Big Twelve team can do at home. Two, Oklahoma State lost to Kansas in Allen on a kind of a questionable call. Uh, they were also up by 15 at halftime, like you mentioned. I think. I think, it's, all, it's also a lot easier to blow a lead when you're on the road. That's true. And we all know fog is just like... Yeah, it was like they could hit one three and then all of a sudden everyone's... The place explodes. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. And I'm sure Oklahoma State, or excuse me, Gallagher Arena will be packed. Um, but yeah, that, that'll we'll be... see Valentine's Day. Yep, that'll be fun. All husbands, take... <laughs> any uh, any Oklahoma State fans take your wives to the game and call it Valentine's Day gift because that that'll be a treat. Uh, oh, well, we'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> well, either way, it'll be a treat. Uh, Kansas State versus Oklahoma. That this is in Norman. Gonna I'm going to take Kansas State, even though it's in Norman. Yep. I I also am going to take Kansas State. OU's been on kind of a lull recently. We are actually picking them to go zero and two this week, which will be. 0-5 in their last five. Yeah, and now that you say that, I feel like they're just gonna pull one, pull pull one out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick them. I, I just feel like because, <laughs> I was wondering if because you flip on no them. no no just because you acknowledged it, it. You know our records aren't perfect. We're not out here. You know how many games have we picked? Like 50, 50 something. I mean we're not out here undefeated. So I feel like because you said that, watch we'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I think we'll, Tanner jinxed it. Sorry, sorry everybody. Don't don't bet on me. Uh, then we got TCU at Iowa State. I think personally, this is although I did pick Oklahoma State to go into Ames and beat Iowa State at home. This one I have Iowa State. Yeah, I, I do as well. And and in your defense, I mean, you're picking Oklahoma State is is currently hot right now and and TCU is is kind of on a losing streak so if they get my miles back at this point and I believe this game will be played either I I think this is on Wednesday of uh this next week so if they can get my miles back I I mean it changes everything but we're recording this almost a week in advance from this particular game we personally have no idea if he'll be playing I'm gonna assume he's not so I'll take Iowa State and they're and uh I'll take them to keep that undefeated home record yep Yep. Well, Greg, you got anything else for the good listeners this week? I I, I do not. I'm uh I am excited in February for the final football season with OU in Texas and how um how rough it's gonna be for them in every road environment. Yeah. Because they're going to get absolutely just harassed. Yes. Everywhere they go. Yes, I don't doubt that. But people be nice. Or yeah, don't. Please do. That's, that's... Please do. To the to the players at least. I mean, let's let's not be disrespectful out here. I mean you can 
You can cheer against them. Let's uh, let's 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 not throw any slanderous slanderous things out there at these players. Yeah. They're, they're twenty years old, so we don't we don't need to go there. But people will. So yep they they probably don't have as much allegiance to the university as as us fans do. No, we they're by, trying we to by far have more allegiance. They're trying to get know. to whatever professional league uh in that in that respective sport. So yes, just be respect be respectful. Um, you don't have to love them, but you also don't have to be incredibly rude to them yeah okay we'll get off our soapbox (laughs) (laughs) but we can can talk about that for a minute but but uh yeah so if anybody has any questions anything they want us to talk about guys our dms are absolutely empty we (laughs) (laughs) don't don't we're not we're not that desperate okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying if you even want to dm us like hi or ask us how our day is just just please. Oh I'm a little gosh. desperate. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll uh, we'll, we'll get something up for the next podcast. I'll, I'll post something about about questions. So if you are following us and you would like to ask a question, it will be made very easy for you to do so. Uh, so you won't have to go out of your way to uh, slide into Tanner's DMs. So <laughs> that's that's not it. That that's not what I meant at all. But <laughs> anyways, that really threw me off. So. <laughs> So I hope you guys liked. <laughs> I hope you guys liked bracketology with Greg. Gosh, he's making me laugh. We gotta, we gotta do something about this. Okay, I'm sorry. Whew. Okay, if you guys want to sponsor bracketology with Greg, if you want to sponsor the Big Twelve scoreboard, if you want to sponsor anything, let us know. Please you sponsor OU in Texas leaving too. Yes, you could. They probably need <laughs> it, but. Uh, we would really appreciate it. We have small costs to run the podcast, not very much, but we would really appreciate it. Um, we'd also really appreciate if you share the podcast with your friends, your family, anybody, uh, your coworkers. I know for sure when I when I graduate and start my new job, I'll be telling all my coworkers about Just it. Just airdrop the podcast yes. to all your coworkers. Yes, I will. Uh, but yeah, so share it with your friends. Tell them about it. If If our podcast is a little bit too long for you, I would suggest listening to... Listening to us at like one and a half speed, we don't sound too crazy. Uh, our laughs might be a little annoying at that speed, but uh, either way, we 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 can make it more concise too. Honestly, we we could have flown through those those picks a lot a lot quicker. But yeah, we really appreciate um, you guys for listening. And Tanner, I think you got to sign us off. Yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy this podcast. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye.